You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Puff, puff, pass. Smoke them if you got them. Happy 420. Uh, for those that are listening to this li- live or in on the day of the recording. And actually, uh, because it is uh, 420, I thought, you know, not only is it exactly 30 days since my wallet was compromised or exactly one month ago, but I also thought a lot of you might be in the right frame of mind today on 420 uh, that you're not going to... Um, like overreact or underreact, you're just gonna chill, just gonna enjoy. Um, you know, for those that you know ha- are into, uh, you know, their own uh, <laughs> uh, extracurriculars or enjoy those kind of things. You know, I it is definitely a holiday. It's also funny that there is a ton of NFT projects that are dropping today. I mean, I for the ones that we're researching right now. I mean, I think I'm I narrowed it down to six, and there's like six or seven. Um, NFT projects that we were considering for today's um, mint. We actually haven't even finalized which one we want to, but you know, it's been exactly a month. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar, you know, it was last month uh, on a Sunday evening around 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I had to kick my daughters actually off my computer who were playing Roblox at the time uh, and said, Hey, I have to go buy this NFT. It's minting at 7 p.m. Uh, it was called the Juice Box Friends, uh, and when I went to go, uh, I shut down Roblox, opened up the browser, opened up my tab, uh, went to go look to see if uh, Juice Box Friends had minted out yet, because I was a couple minutes late. I realized it had minted out already, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into OpenSea, I'm going to jump on over to OpenSea, and I'm going to buy um, that NFT uh, from the secondary market, and I clicked on, you know, the floor was actually moving fast. A lot of the, the people were buying um, those on secondary market. And I like, clicked on one and it, it said it already, uh, it said I need to refresh my feed. I clicked on a second one. Uh, MetaMask popped open, um, but the screens that I, you know, that the token was already moved on OpenSea. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I just kind of closed uh, the MetaMask window. I uh, clicked on OpenSea again, clicked on it trying to get another one. I, I moved over a little bit to see if I can get one um, that was a little bit higher than just the basic floor price. You know, it popped open this time. It had, I clicked like the button to confirm transaction. MetaMask opened again, but then it actually OpenSea said, nope, you didn't get it again. But I, I noticed MetaMask was open. So I clicked, you know, confirm and I was like, oh, that was weird. It, it didn't really do anything there. I, I think that's interesting. Um, but it was still showing me like I had the transaction. So I hit confirm again. Uh, that didn't do anything again. So I just hit the X on the MetaMask, went back to OpenSea, went and found, um, another NFT that I, I wanted, uh, you know, another one, that same one. Um, but that was, you know, a little bit more in price. I clicked on it this time. It actually loaded. Um, and then OpenSea popped up and it was right then that I noticed, I was like, oh, that's so weird that like, you know, op- OpenSea, like, why is it showing, like, why is it showing a, um, confirm, uh, transaction, not a sign button. 
And I was like, I didn't think much of it. I was like, that's weird. So I hit reject. Uh, and then, of course, I had to refresh my, my browser again. And then MetaMask popped, popped open for me to confirm uh, the purchase of the NFT off the secondary market. Uh, it confirmed, and I was like, sweet, I am good to go. Uh, and it was about an hour later when I jumped back on my computer to do a Twitter space that I noticed that my NFTs had actually been moved out of my wallet. There was actually uh, a total of four NFTs that were moved um, out of my wallet. And man, that feeling, I, I can, it, it still makes me sick right now, like just thinking about that feeling. And, you know, the, as I fast forward the story, uh, I quickly realized that I must have, when I had hit the, the button on that MetaMask, that I actually um, ha- had confirmed that kind of transfer out of the NFTs. And I was pretty bummed. You know, it had transferred out my four uh, most valuable NFTs uh, as far as floor price goes. But then it was the next day, around three o'clock in the afternoon, um, when um, the real pain really hit, when all of a sudden I started getting notifications that NFTs were getting moved out of my wallet. And it was at that point that I realized that I had must have given someone full access uh, to my wallet and that a hacker was able to, to get in there and move. They were moving NFTs. Uh, they were selling some on the floor. And there's a whole uh, episode on like the, that whole day. I actually recorded it 24 hours later. I also have a YouTube video because I, once I got hacked, I immediately hit screen record so that, that I would record that, you know, hopefully to teach other people and I can learn uh, like what was going on. So what's happened in the last 30 days? Well, you know, I, I, had a, I filed a police report um, for, you know, digital goods as there were six figures worth of NFTs that were removed from my wallet, uh, many of which that were removed and resold and purchased by either innocent parties or those that were claiming to be innocent. Um, and then, you know, I had moved, I was able to move out um, 86 of the NFTs in that wallet. There was a total of 440 NFTs in the wallet. Um, I was able to move out 86 of them uh, before the, the hacker actually put a, a sweeping script on the actual wallet where it doesn't allow me to put any ETH into that wallet. And because of that, I can't transfer anything out, but they're not also doing anything with it. And in that first, like, you know, that day at three o'clock, one of the things, the mistakes I made, and that's where I want to share, like, for me, this isn't about, you know, I, I'm not, I, I've been very blessed that so much amazing support um, from the community. And I'll talk about how I got some of the NFTs back at the end of the episode. But, you know, one of the couple of mistakes that I made that, you know, we have to think about in, you know, in this NFT space, right? Like, if I would have had a hardware wallet, more than likely, um, it wouldn't have saved me that night. Now, it would have saved me if my NFTs were not all, if I wasn't connecting one of my main wallets um, at that point, right? I, I would have been able to mitigate some of the risk. But because at the time, I just assumed the button I was clicking was correct, even if I had it in my hardware wallet, it would have just popped up and I would have put my code in on my hardware wallet and then I would have hit sign transaction and the same thing would have happened, right? So um, I don't want to give like the false sense of security there, but I will say, you know, I've now implemented, I have three uh, hardware wallets for the different um, NFTs that we're storing. Um, I do believe having that extra layer is important. Um, I do believe that would have um, really been an interesting use case um, the following day when my things had happened. But when you actually, you know, w- you know, remember when w- your NFTs, you know, they're not stored on your phone or stored on your ledger or stored on OpenSea, right? They are stored on the blockchain and they're attached to your wallet, which is for me, MetaMask. And, you know, although you know, my first instinct was like, okay, 
I need to start saving some of my own NFTs. But then I was like, I saw that they were listing them for sale. So I jumped over to Looks Rare and I canceled all listings. They have like a, a shortcut button that allowed me to cancel all listings. So I did that. Um, and then I went over to revoke.cash. Revoke.cash is um, a great site because you're able to actually look at what the what contracts still have access to your wallet. Uh, and although you have to pay gas fees, you can revoke all of those um, that are, have a kind of like universal or unlimited access um, to your wallet. So I went through and did that. I went over to my MetaMask and I disconnected a lot of the sites that were um, my MetaMask were, was connected to, which the the revoke cash revoke dot cash um, actually fixes for me. But you know, as I was moving my NFTs, I was like, "What can I do?" And so I I opened up the support aspect of OpenSea, and I reported my wallet as compromised. And at the time, it popped up and said, "You know, just so you know, this is not something that you can reverse." And I was like, "I don't care. I just want to stop." someone from stealing my NFTs. But that was a false sense, right? Because here's the thing to remember is that OpenSea is just a marketplace. Even if OpenSea flags them as compromised NFTs, it just means that they can't be bought and sold on OpenSea. Someone can still transfer them on contract, transfer them on LooksRare, transfer them on um, XY. They can transfer them on any of the other marketplaces like Rarible. Um, And the other part of this is that, you know, there are a lot of things that are attached to our wallets. And that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned over these 30 days is that I submitted to a lot of whitelists. I gave my wallet, you know, my, my public wallet address um, to a lot of people that were, you know, Hey, I'm working on a project. I want to airdrop you one when I, when it's uh, live, I get, I use my wallet to connect to some of my favorite tools like IC tools um, and Rarity Sniper. And I actually had a lot, uh, even uh, Dune Analytics. And what is really unfortunate about this is that, you know, when you are compromised, I still have access to my wallet. Right now, to this day, 30 days later, I still have access to the compromised wallet. And I can tell you, um, inside of the compromised wallet right now at this exact moment are 241 NFTs. Now, I can still connect that wallet to a website or connect it to a Discord to show that I own these NFTs, but I can't actually buy, sell, or move them on OpenSea, and I can't actually move them anywhere because as soon as I move ETH into that wallet, the ETH is automatically drained, um, and I can't like post them for sale because you need ETH to do that as well. Um, and so right now, my wallet is kind of hijacked, and I've been working with a couple of white hat hackers that are, we're working to try to uh, run a script against um, the other, uh, the, the, the script that was already running uh, to see if they could move the NFTs and I would just have to pay some gas. Uh, unfortunately, the first attempt, although it cost me a lot of money as far as I paid gas for, um, they weren't able to actually get by um, the sweeper script that is on my, on my wallet right now. Uh, and so, I have reached out to a couple others that might be, be able to um, rescue those, uh, you know, three, 241 NFTs that are there. But I mentioned like kind of the things that I did wrong. One of the things I did wrong was that as soon as I said yes on OpenSea that my wallet was compromised, it flagged all of the NFTs that were in my wallet currently and all the ones that were transferred out within that day. So in these last 30 days, I could not buy or sell or flip or get any liquidity from the even the NFTs that I saved because they are still flagged as compromised. Now, 
OpenSea, um, they actually just, I, I logged in today and they actually changed their interface today or in the last couple of days. Um, you actually now rather before they would say like, just send us an email with like this information. Now they actually have a form on their website, which I think is much cleaner, but they actually, it warns you like when you actually go there, right? So if you're, if you're going to your, uh, your OpenSea account, you go to settings and you go to account support and then you're going to you know click on say help with a compromised wallet. What you do is you can say I have unknown transi- transactions on my wallet or I have everything but my uh, my account is compromised, right? And then you can click on that and then what it does is it tells you to, if you want to lock your account. Now it also has a checkbox that says I understand I must provide a sworn statement certified by a notary uh, public to unlock my account. Now, when I was getting hacked and I was having this like horrible feeling, of course, I didn't care about that, right? I just clicked lock the account. And while I was going through all of this, the other thing that I didn't recognize or realize was that I also had other tokens that weren't my main crypto in that exact wallet. So I had some looks tokens in there. I had um, ApeCoin that were in there. I had um, some of, uh, actually a couple other airdrops that I got, the gas uh, coin. And unfortunately, you know, the hacker also drained those, uh, you know, tokens and liquidity. Now, the the piece that I said where I like regret and I may, I believe I made the, the you know, bad decision is, I think what we what you have to try to understand first is you want to re- try to move all of the NFTs you can to a safe wallet. So what I did was, you know, I had other wallets originally. So I started moving a couple of my NFTs to my other wallets. Then I was like, man, I don't know how I'm compromised. I'm not sure if someone has, um, you know, put a, um, a key tracker or a key logger on my, on my computer. So I don't want to actually move them um, to a wallet that is on my same computer that was just compromised. So I created a brand new wallet on my iPhone um, so I logged out of my existing wallet. I didn't just hit add account. Remember, there's a difference between adding an account and creating a new account, right? A new wallet means you have a new seed phrase for that wallet. If you created a, a, another account inside of your MetaMask, that doesn't mean that it is a new wallet. It's just an account in an existing wallet. And if someone owns the wallet, they will have ownership of all of multiple of um, all the accounts that are associated with it as long as they know that those accounts are there. So... I, I created one on my phone, uh, a wallet, and then I used that wallet to transfer the 86 NFTs that I ended up saving. But what had happened was, while I was doing all of that, I had locked my account, I had gone in and, and, and did a bunch of things. The thing that you want to do is that, and this is like the lesson I learned, was you don't want to lock your account until you've already moved all of the NFTs that you that you can out of your wallet. Once you know that you can no longer either because there's a sweeper script on there, because you have no more ETH, or maybe because you've already moved all of them out, then you actually want to lock your account, right? Now, when you lock your account and it flags the NFTs, one of the, one of the byproducts of this is that if someone innocently bought one of the NFTs from the hacker, they will notice that they will look on OpenSea and it will say, this NFT has been flagged as compromised, now, you might be wondering, like, how could they do that? How could the hacker sell it um, if it was flagged as compromised? Well, they could sell it on Looks Rare or one of the other marketplaces because those marketplaces uh, don't know that OpenSea actually has it flagged. And most of the other marketplaces don't have um, a very, you know, 
lock your account report um, functionality. Rarible does, um, but from out, from what I could figure out, it wasn't going to do me any favors. But one of the things that will happen is that when those people buy the, you know, if they're an, especially if they're an innocent person, they will buy the NFT because they're super excited. It's on the floor price, and maybe it's a project they've been dreaming to get in, and it only costs like three ETH. And they buy the NFT and then they open it in OpenSea and it says, this has been compromised. Well, they might reach out to OpenSea or they might reach out to you directly if they can figure out who you are. And OpenSea actually asks you, "Can you? is it okay if the people that buy one of your compromised NFTs email you? And I, of course, collected yes. Well, I started getting inundated from multiple people that had bought the NFT, one of the couple of the NFTs that I had stolen. Now, most of them, I felt bad for them as bad as they felt for me. And you might be like, what do you mean? Why would you feel bad for them? Well, they were excited to join a new project and they got an NFT that they loved and they purchased it only to go, oh my goodness, I just bought a stolen good. Like that's not a good feeling for anyone. And so I felt for them. Now, for the most part, all of them except for two were saying like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. I can't get my money back. But if you can pay me what I paid for the NFT, I'd be willing to sell it to you and then I can just buy another one from that collection or so on. Now, there were two people that um, were trying to milk me for more money, which like, I believe they might have been involved with the hack itself. Um, you know, they might have just been trying to act innocent, trying to get money for the, the NFTs that were flagged. Um, I had one of them that was sell- sent me a very uh, hate email uh, telling me to unlock the, the NFT on OpenSea, that it's ridiculous that I locked it and um, I don't have any right to do that and it's on the blockchain and, and so on. And so the reason I say that is because, unfortunately, like the feeling of getting hacked and compromised is not one that I recommend for anyone. But I will tell you, 30 days later, and I am still dealing with some of the repercussions of that hack, right? I, I, I have not rescued the, the NFTs that are in my compromised wallet um, that are being held hostage. Uh, there are still a couple NFTs that uh, I would like to buy back from someone that is not, has not been in contact with me. I've had those people contacting me. And, you know, I've also been very blessed, right? A lot of the NFT projects that we minted for the collection, if their NFT was compromised, a lot of them airdropped me an NFT from like the founder's wallet for free, just as like, a, a, you know, if they felt bad, right? And, um, you know, our Discord, our, our amazing listeners uh, here in the community, they raised over an e- uh, all, almost all the way up to an ETH um, just from, you know, you guys that are the listeners uh, so that I was able to buy back one of the NFTs, uh, my crypto chick uh, NFT that had been stolen from my wallet. Uh, one of the the members in the uh, Psychedelics Anonymous community heard my story and actually gifted me a $11,000 NFT to replace my Psychedelics Anonymous NFT um, that was stolen. Uh, and, you know, just because... You know, they loved the, you know, they were fans of the podcast and, and, you know, they believed a lot of the, the money that they had made, um, in their NFT journey had a lot to do with me, uh, and the education here. And I, you know, I'm forever thankful for that, those people. And, and then, you know, West Coast Customs and the MetaWips team, uh, surprised me the other day and let me know that they're raising money. They've been raising money, uh, for the last couple of weeks, um, to donate money to our collection so that we can um, buy some re- replacement NFTs just because they were so thankful for you know my involvement in their project and having them on the podcast and you know it makes me a little bit emotional just um, you know I'm so thankful for that community but you know the, the other part of this is you know I also met with the FBI 
Um, you know, because there were others that had their wallets stolen as well on the same day that totaled over a million dollars, $1.8 million were, um, exploited on that day that my wallet was hacked by a, a couple others that were also hacked. Uh, I've been interviewed through, you know, a couple of news articles. Uh, I've been very transparent with it. So I've been sharing this, you know, on podcasts and Twitter spaces that I've been on and, you know, not everyone is going to be able to go on this journey the way that I have, right? I, it's been you know, one of the other byproducts of this is that if you were, if your NFT, if your wallet is hacked, and you have people that know about it, right? If they get hacked, they're gonna look for you for like answers or solace or support. And I felt very lucky. I've been able to to support a couple of people, give people a couple of ideas of what they could do. Um, but I also will let you know, like from a mental health and from a psychological perspective, like it can be re-traumatizing over and over again. And so, uh, you know, I, I didn't share this before, but like there are a lot of people that I know that said, you know, after I got my wallet compromised, I took a break for 30 days, right? And for me, I was like, oh, hey, I understand that. Teach their own. You know, I the day my NFT, my, my wallet got compromised, I still bought an NFT into a different wallet for this project because I wasn't going to let the bad guys win. I wasn't going to let this, um, you know, ruin what we've been building. But I will just say like, we have to be, just be aware of that, right? Because we all handle trauma differently and it is trauma and it is, is very rare and terror. And it can be a lot. And I will also say even the, the high points can be a lot, right? People that are supporting because now I start to feel bad. I feel like, you know, part of me is like a little bit of charity and, and people feel like, um, you know, they feel bad for me. So they want to, you know, send me something. And I know that's not the case, right? They, they feel like they, they feel bad that it happened to me. They don't feel bad for me. They feel bad. It happened to me. They want to help, right? Like people want to help. But even when people want to help in a lot of these scenarios, it can be like, you have to almost go relive it over again. Right. And, and I will say like, just for those that have had their wallets compromised that are listening to this, like, I'm sorry that it happened to you. And and I know like maybe even just listening to this episode was traumatizing for you. And I am sorry for that as well. And, you know, I, I, I know that like for me being transparent with you, you know, the podcast community being open, you know, I put all of the videos on YouTube. I uploaded every single log from my computer, web website history, all of the logs from all of my wallets. I uploaded everything to MetaMask, everything to OpenSea. And, you know, I, I really hope that OpenSea you know, if, if I had a, if I had a one wish for, you know, making this wallet compromise, you know, my wallet getting compromised, um, being worth it was that I really think that OpenSea should change the background color of their actual, um, you know, pop up or even the color of the button if they don't want to do that. So that each color, each button color represents a different type of interaction in the wallet, right? I understand that the only person to blame for a hack is yourself, right? And I'm the one that clicked those buttons. I should have taken three seconds and read what it said because it would have said, you are transferring this NFT out or you are giving this, this, uh, this contract access to your wallet. But because I was on OpenSea, because I buy an NFT every single day, I was just going through the motions and that's on me. Now, how did that comprom- how did that that um, website compromise my wallet? We're still researching that. Um, that that wallet that website I never connected my wallet to it, and my it was never in my browser history on any of my browsers. But somehow it hooked itself um, to my wallet. Um, but either way, if 
if if it had popped up and it was a um, a green background because it was a um, a transfer request. I would have been like, oh, like I'm not transferring, I'm buying something, right? Or you know, I, I'm you know confirming a transaction, right? If it would have if it would have popped up with a a, a a you know maybe a purple background for when you're signing something, right? Like to me, we need these tools to help us help ourselves. Like just because that we are decentralized doesn't mean you can't redesign the user interface, the 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 features and functions to give us a better chance of recognizing when we might make a decision or really just a better understanding of what are the actions that we are currently taking. The other part of this is, you know, OpenSea and their messaging and their, like, I understand that a lot of people are getting compromised and they deal with a lot of customer support, but like their tone and their pace and even like their, you know, whenever I was trying to get a couple of my NFTs um, back, they were like, just remember, like, we don't support or um, acknowledge NFTs that have been stolen. And for me, I was like, but I moved these into my own wallet. And so just today, 30 days later, I went through the process to, um, you know, I, I did a sworn statement and I did a notary public. I did actually did it through online, um, through a company called Notarize. And I notarized a document that said, um, you know, please unlock these NFTs and these two wallets. Um, they are mine and, um, I would like them to be unlocked. And I submitted that ticket with that unlocking. And so hopefully, um, I know it said 24 to 48 hours that it'll unlock some of the NFTs that I've had. But here's the other byproduct of it that I just want us to think about is like, you know, like a lot of like the liquidity for my personal wallet was, was locked up in that, um, in those NFTs that I had and not to mention the tokens that were also stolen. And so, you know, weirdly enough for me, it's like forced me to not be able to buy or sell or flip any of my current NFTs, but it also means I couldn't get any of the liquidity. I couldn't take advantage of any of the trends. And, you know, that's unfortunate, right? Because I moved them to a safe wallet. Like there should be an easier way for us to be able to like acknowledge like, Hey, this is another, this is my new wallet. Any of the NFTs in this new wallet are mine, right? But you have to do this sworn statement and, and the notary. And I know that it's them protecting themselves um, and they want to make sure that if you are unlocking it, that um, you realize that it is a sworn statement and you're not, you know, you're not f- trying to game the system. But the last thing I wanted to kind of share, you know, from a lessons learned is that, you know, the more I've told people about my wallet being compromised, you know, there, there are a lot of people that we... I, I was afraid to scare people away from the space while at the same time I wanted to relate with people and say like, I did a decade in cybersecurity and yet I was still compromised and it was compromised because I didn't take the three or four seconds to read what it said above that button or to realize that that button was not the button I should be clicking on. I said, I have one window open and only one tab open. There should be no reason that that pop-up should be anything other than what I am trying to do. But of course, I was wrong in that sense. And so I will say, like, you know, the, the other lessons that I've learned is, you know, I, have, I do have the hardware wallets now. Um, I will tell you, having multiple hardware wallets, it does add a new barrier because, like, I, I'm a part of a lot of discords. And when I want to connect and authentic, you know, authenticate to a discord so that it can unlock the holder channels that can be very difficult when you have multiple um, ledgers or multiple um, hardware wallets. Uh, It also, you know, I've now kind of diversified my wallets and and I'll give you kind of my strategy now is because I'm buying an NFT every single day. What I've decided 
is that every 10 days, uh, and like 10 day or 10 or 11 days, it's been 11 days pretty much, but like every 11 days, I'm going to, you know, I'm minting one into that, into a wallet. And then on the 11th day, I'm going to no longer, I'm going to remove that wallet from my computer, leave those NFTs in it, and I'm going to create a fresh wallet for the next 11 days. Now, I'm doing that because I, I'm mitigating risk. What I mean by that is, you know, the chance of me making that mistake again, unfortunately, are probably pretty high, probably higher than every single person that's listening to this podcast right now. And that's unfortunate because I don't want to tell you that I'm probably going to get compromise again, but there's a high likelihood because, you know, I am buying an NFT every single day. I am um, attempting to mint NFTs on websites. So, but I'm going to do everything in my power to avoid that. But if I do, I want to limit the total exposure. So like if I get compromised again, the total amount of NFTs that that could be in jeopardy will be 11 NFTs, not 400 plus like what happened to me this last time. And I will also say this by having the different wallets, it also forces me to do a little bit better management of like what are in certain wallets and, and like what I'm doing with my NFTs. The last thing I want to share is like, you know, we, we are we are going to need the, the tools and the companies to work with us. I have a pretty big following. I am verified on multiple different social networks. We have this amazing top 25 podcast. I have a background in cybersecurity. But it was extremely hard for me to get on the radar of MetaMask and OpenSea and to share feedback. I will tell you, I have not heard anything. I submitted feedback on, um, you know, through their channels as they, per- they asked me to on my request on like, how can we change the button colors or even the entire window colors uh, to protect ourselves? So what I would love for, you know, our audience that are listening there, if you love this idea of, of us, you know, of, of tools putting in some um, measurements that allow us to protect ourselves from ourselves, I'm going to put a link uh, to a tweet here um, in the show notes of, of the, of the podcast and on the video on YouTube uh, so that, you know, I would love for you to, you know, retweet that and to comment and, you know, um, tag MetaMask and say, MetaMask, hey, I think this would be a great feature uh, because we do need to make noise, right? I, I, you know, I like to think that I have a pretty, pretty big uh, influence, especially in certain areas, tech space, um, but it's been hard for me uh, to get through to the powers that be. And I just know that for so many others, like they don't have the visibility to have, they don't have the, the, the medium that I have here with you. Um, as listeners. And that's really unfortunate because I'm very blessed that so many of you have been supporting and um, so many people want to donate or want to, um, you know, how can I help? How, how can I buy back an NFT or what can I do to, you know, to kind of support on this journey? And, and I will just say like, there's a lot of others that aren't um, in that same you know space as I am. And, and so, you know, I'm going to, we're going to do a whole um, white paper for everybody uh, over, you know, but over the next couple of days or a couple of weeks um, on, we're going we're gonna to document everything, right? The best practices for what you should be doing uh, when your wallet is compromised, what you should do the day it's compromised, what you should do the weeks after it's compromised um, to protect yourself, to protect the assets that you saved. Uh, we're going to do a whole ebook on it. Uh, it'll be a free ebook for anyone to download. Um, I'm also doing um, Discord training sessions. So if you have a project that you love and you believe that, um, you know, I'm, I, I call them like, you know, they're mini, they're mini masterclasses where I do like 45 minutes of 
uh, sharing best practices on wallet management. I also share the story of that I was compromised so that people kind of realize um, that it could happen to anyone. But I also talk about, you know, some of the best practices and some of the things that you should do. And we've been doing that in a couple of discords uh, and I'm willing to do it in more discords as just an education play um, as my way of you know, giving back my way of teaching based on um, you know, this, this unfortunate incident that happened to me. And the other, the other, the last, I mean, I've said the last thing a couple of times, but um, I just want to say, you know, we can't stop bad people from doing bad things and no matter the innovation, it's going to happen. But I do believe we can work together to put procedures and policies and um, design, you know, UI and UX design to improve our ability to protect ourselves. And, and we also have to understand that, like, not everything has to be all or nothing. And I understand the play for decentralization. But we also have to go with that and understand that, like, this can be extremely scary and, and you know, I'm very lucky that I only had a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of NFTs in there. What if I had, you know, millions of dollars of, of NFTs or if I was a company that had, you know, even more and, you know, it's weird to feel lucky even though you were compromised, but I was able to save some. I had the community support, you know, me and, and I refused to give up, but I also know there's a lot of people that aren't in that head, same headspace as me. And, I don't blame a single one of them for, for taking a break or giving up on this space because it is a lot to deal with. It is a lot to feel like that violation that like um, just the, the feeling of like you feel like you're doing everything right. And, and because the only person to blame is yourself, it's a very lonely feeling. And I also will just say that, you know, there's also something beautiful about what this community has taught me the amount of people that I've never met in person that have reached out just to say, Hey, I'm there with you. If there's anything I can do, let me know the amount of founders that didn't know me that never listened to this podcast that reached out and said, Hey, was our NFT part of this? Can we send you a replacement? The amount of people that have come to me and said, thank you for being so open about this and sharing that video that it saved them. I had, I had someone actually send me a screenshot yesterday and they actually were one step away from being compromised. And they said that it was because of that, you know, YouTube video that I created that they didn't click on the button, that they paused. And they were like, wait a second, this Moonbirds link seems too good to be true. And it ended up, it would have, it would have transferred out their number one NFT out of their wallet. And, you know, for that, I'm just so thankful that I'm able to educate, to amplify, to, to, to put it out there but also celebrate like this community and I, I am stronger. I am smarter. I am a better educator. I am more confident and more bullish on the power of NFTs and web three because of this, but it does not mean that it still doesn't impact me. It doesn't mean that I think less of, of how this can impact others. And so it's been 30 days. I'll probably give another update in a couple of weeks once we have that ebook out for everybody to um, enjoy. Um, if you want to be aware of like those type of things, like we're, we're doing free ebooks, free educations, um, you know, upcoming NFT projects, um, just jump over our website, sign up for our email newsletter. Um, that'll keep you in the in the in the know. Uh, I know not everybody wants to jump in the Discord. Uh, if you don't like the Discord, maybe you want you're on Facebook. You can just search for their, our group on Facebook, which is NFT365. Um, just search NFT. 365 you'll see uh nft 365 pop-up group over there as well and i'll leave you with this 
there are a lot of amazing people in this world. There's a lot of amazing people in Web3 and in this NFT space. That mantra that I, that I preach on this podcast of we are greater than me, I've never, ever felt it like I felt it these last 30 days where I felt that others felt my pain. They felt for me. They, they, they wished it didn't happen to me. There were some that said, Brian, they picked the wrong wallet to hack because you're going to educate. You're going to make changes. You're going to make it harder on the hackers' lives you know, moving forward. And I damn well will. And I, I promise you that, that my, I am not done making, um, my, you know, making noise around what I believe needs to change in this space to help protect ourselves from ourselves. But I'm, I'm bullish on people because I do believe majority of people are good. And I refuse to let the bad people win or those that are looking for the scam artists or the, the, the shortcut because, you know, karma is a bitch. And there's also something to be said about, you know, everything comes around, goes around. And I know that sometimes I, I complain that uh, good guys like myself aren't rewarded or we finish last or good ladies or uh, good non-binary. But I will also just say, in those moments when I struggle sometimes and say, you know, man, it doesn't, it doesn't pay to be the, the good person. I tap back in to these last 30 days and I'm so thankful that there are so many good people that listen to this show that have projects that are supportive of others. And so when you, you know, when you see someone that's been hacked or, or their wallet's been compromised, you know, be empathetic today, be empathetic in a week, be empathetic in a month. And just know that it's a feeling you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, but also just know for those that have had that feeling that it is not a final feeling and we will get through this together. We will persevere. We will, it is just NFTs. It is just money. I have my health. I am you know, a very proud daughter of three little girls. I am, have this amazing community, this amazing, um, you know, podcast. I have this team around me that we are, you know, now nine members strong supporting the podcast and the coin and the, the discord community. And, uh, you know, until tomorrow, I love you all. Cheers, my friends. This show is not by